Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your weekly post-impact wrestling post-show. I just said post and then impact and then post again. I, I'm a mess tonight. Cresta, you, you take it show. from here. I'm going to take the rest of the night off. Cresta, how are you doing? <laughs> See ya. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for pulling up. It is the post-impact show here on Fightful. My name is Cresta Star, and I'm joined by the immaculate, the illustrious, and your favorite guy, Joel Pearl. How are you tonight, Joel? Wonderful. Let's get back to what I was trying to do. It's May 26th. Yes, post-impact wrestling show. We're three weeks away from Slammiversary. I'm excited. You're excited. We're talking off the air how Slammiversary is shaping up to be one heck of a card. We're going to have a post-show after Slammiversary. That's going to be ran with Steven Jensen and Denise Salcedo. They'll be on the call for that. We've got you every week after Impact Wrestling, where you can join us here on youtube.com slash Fightful, Fightful.com, wherever you get us, you can find us. This week, so much going on this weekend. It's AEW Double or Nothing. There's going to be a post-show with Sean Ross Sapp and Julie Cutler. You may remember Julie from the WrestleMania Backlash Prediction Show. She's great. There was a Double or Nothing Prediction Show with Sean and Andrea Hanks. Go ahead, check that out. Interviews this week dropping RJ City. We had a hangman Adam Page who talked about literally nothing and everything all at once. And <laughs> there's enough going on. There's there's tomorrow night. There's the post SmackDown and post Rampage show. There's Grapsity on Saturday. And, and then you got the post shows I talked about and the media scrum on Sunday. There's so much going on in the world, including the opening of Tonight Impact. They did a throwback to the Asylum days. Loved it. The old TNA Impact wrestling intro with old clips of Chris Saban because they were going to get you hyped for Chris Saban and Kazarian. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything tonight, and we're going to take your super chats and your humper chats. I'm going to ask you, Cresta, do you remember what a humper chat is? So a humper chat. You look beautiful okay. tonight, Joel. Did <laughs> <laughs> anyone tell over. you that? Head on over to humperchats.com. You can leave your question or statement and it'll get read on the air. That specific platform, it's a Streamlabs platform. It allows us to take a little bit more of the pie. Whereas if you donate a super chat, you're more than welcome to do that here on youtube.com slash Fightful. And if you do that little dollar sign gimmick in the bottom of your chat window, get your question or statement read on the air. It'll pop up. We'll talk about it, whatever it is throughout the night. Now we can actually talk about it. I think we can talk about the show. We can get to it. Overall, did you enjoy the show tonight, Cresta? What is your overall thoughts leading into this whole shebang? Slammiversary, being so far out, that show is going to be good. And admittingly so, I got work tonight, but I'm okay with it. Everything tonight made sense, the way that things are shaping up. I thought the show overall... I don't want to say 10 out of 10. If I had to do it on the 10, it would be a 9 out of 10. There's only one thing I would change. I would like, we talked about it off air and we'll talk about it later. But overall, the show was really good. Not, even a 9.5, 9.7, because it's just so minor. But it's one of those things where it's like, ugh, ugh, you know. 
Okay. Hi, Marks. I'm going to look forward to seeing what the chat has to say about it when we get there. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's open with the Ultimate X Qualifier match, Trey Miguel versus Alex Shelley. Uh, listen, I love the fact that Trey Miguel just wants to be the X Division champion. It means everything to him. It was the first major singles title that he won in Impact Wrestling. He comes out wearing black and white, paying homage to Alex Shelley, who is his opponent tonight. They shake hands, they show respect, honor is real, but it's not no more. They have a great back and forth match with a lot of passion from Trey Miguel and Shelly's meeting him and he's he's capturing it. It's a really, really fun match. What did you think as we kind of rolled through with this X Division qualifier match? Their chemistry, phenomenal. And every time Trey Miguel tried to pick up the pace, Alex Shelley was able to take it back and pick a body part and methodically just like, this is my, like the shoulder. I wrote down the kip up that um, Trey Miguel did at the beginning, I want to say the first third of the match, where he kicked up and Alex Shelley gave him the ah to the chest. I felt that. I felt that. And Trey Miguel looks like he's getting so beat up so all the time. His selling, amazing. That match overall, I can't believe they opened with that match. That match was so good. <laughs> they love to open up with something hot. And it seems like X Division Actions is like the impact, the TNA way of opening a show. And it makes sense. You want to get a hot opener out there. Otherwise, what are you doing, right? If you don't get something to talk about right off the get, then you're just going to bore your audience. Uh -huh. So in other words, this was the right match to open with. And you know what I loved about it, Cresta, more than anything? The match wasn't your traditional flip-flop and fly, everyone runs around and jumps everywhere type of X Division match. And I like those matches. Uh -huh. Don't get me wrong. But I enjoyed this match because Alex Shelley can be such a grounded wrestler when he wants to be. And he did that tonight with Trey Miguel. I really enjoyed that part. I think that if he went higher, he felt maybe just the psychology thinking that you would meet um, Trey Miguel at a place where you guys are equal. If not, Trey Miguel's just a little bit better. Take him down, take him off his feet, make him look like he's really getting beat up. And there were some gnarly flips that Alex Shelley was able to either A, take or reverse them and then go back working to the shoulder, go back working to the leg. Even the ending was surprising, but I un I understand it. Again, it makes me salivate for what's going to happen in the next coming weeks because I don't think I don't think this is ending the way that we think it is. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. We got a slop drop into a dragon sleeper from Miguel onto Shelly. I like that little little piece that they got oh. there. Uh, it, second half of the match was a big old slap fest, which I enjoyed. They went for a lot of top rope stuff. Shelly uh, moves out of the way of the Meteora from Trey Miguel. And eventually, like you said, they do they, they do the series of roll-ups until Miguel hits a, uh, a crucifix roll-up and gets the three. And I like that Alex Shelly is pissed off at himself. Yes. So he rolls out of the ring and he just walks out, but he lets Trey Miguel have his moment. It's not some weird, he gets back in the ring and attacks Trey Miguel. It's nothing. It's Alex Shelly upset at the defeat, walks out, upset at himself. That's what I was saying, that if if Alex Shelley goes full healer, like a tweener sort of thing like that, it would be interesting if this is the start. Someone that you took under your wing now going over on your opinion, and you're like, ain't no way. But he won on his own merit. Like you said, have your moment, live in your moment. But I'm mad at myself. It's I hope it doesn't affect him later on where he's like, well, I'm not mad at myself. I'm mad at you. But I like that impact leaves that maybe just a little nugget. <laughs> We saw later on in the night that mm. uh, the, the two ended up sharing a fist bump and a hug. So so clearly Alex Shelley was not too affected by the loss. As upset as he was, he was happier that his friend and his mentee uh, yeah. got the win over him. So so I enjoyed that. There are little, little things that happened. And we'll talk about that backstage segment in a second because it does kind of play into a match that we're going to see mm. uh, probably in the next few weeks on Impact. Uh, they go backstage. We got the Briscoes. And Josh Alexander in the back. Uh, I love when the Briscoes are talking. When one of them has something to say, the other one is just talking shit in the back. So in this case, Mark Briscoe is just just hitting these random lines while Jay is talking and being just hyping up the match and saying the VPD doesn't deserve it and that the yeah. Briscoes are the best Impact Tag Team Champions of all time. And then in come the Good Brothers. Once again, I want that Bullet Cup jacket. If you know where to get that Bullet Club jacket, please let me know. Drop me a line at Joel Pearl. But Good Brothers come in. They say to the Briscoes, hey, if your title reign wants to be meaningful, you got to beat the Good Brothers. And Briscoes say, when and where, baby? When and where? What do you think? Well, I mean, we know what we're going to find out later. We mm. find out it's going to happen. It's anniversary, And we'll talk about that. But are you looking forward to Good Brothers and Briscoes possibly, most likely, 
probably happening at Slammiversary. Absolutely. I will say this. Any match with the Briscoe, sign me up. I'm also going to say that tonight's theme was the reverse Uno psychology because that happened a lot. You said, oh, your tag title isn't legitimate. After um, Honor No More was just beefing with you last week, like, we want a title shot too. So it's like, oh, you're not a real champion unless you beat us. And the Briscoes, they're not going to back down. So they're like, yeah. And like I said, the reverse Uno card happens a lot tonight, <laughs> especially with Mr. King. Poor, yeah. poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how poor guy he is by the end of this whole thing. Ricardo the Mark kicks us off with the Humper Chat, says, This was a great show tonight. My only nitpick is that I'm not big on pinning champions. Also, greetings, Joel and Cresta. Well, hello. Um, you kind of had to pin a champion in that main event, and we'll talk about that in a little <coughs> bit. You certainly weren't going to pin your world champion, so spoiler uh-huh. alert, the world champion was not pinned. But uh, well, when we get to the main event, we'll talk about it. I think it's a really rare thing that Impact does pinning champions in non-championship matches let's get right to this hell of a match masha slamovich versus havoc first of all rh sends us a super chat saying masha slamovich is my spirit animal do you watch gcw very much cresta do you watch much I of it do not because the only thing i know about gcw is mick gage and i'm squeamish in my heart <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Masha had a match this past week at GCW Maniac. She mm. faced Speedball Mike Bailey. So here's a here's your Impact connection. These are two Impact stars. They had a hell of a match at GCW this past Friday. Go watch it. Go out of your way because it was a really, really good match. And this match with Havoc and Slamovich was real quick. And they just got right to it. Slamovich gets a very decisive win over Havoc. And it shocks everybody. Give me your thoughts. What did you think of the match? Tell me, because I know you got a lot to say. This was my only nitpick. Now, I'm very big on big, meaty women slapping meat. So I was excited, and they started off hot with the chops. But I thought that this match was going to get more time to – I like, I'm not familiar with um, Tasha – Matcha Slamovich. I don't want to butcher this woman's name. You got it. She'll come <laughs> but, after you if you butcher it. Please, please, no. I'm sorry. I'm squeamish. You got it. <laughs> but it's like, I thought we were going to get more time to see her. She's been on a hot streak. Yeah, she's been crushing everyone she's coming against. And you would think that someone like Havoc would be formidable. I thought this was going to get the same amount of time the Jordan Grace-Chelsea Green match got. I would have loved to see that. But I understand it. I understand it. If you're going to push this woman as being, you got to go all the way. And the best way to prove that she's a monster is to topple your old one. So I understand. I would have liked it to have more time, but not everyone, you know, can have 20 minutes of classics. What are you going to do? <laughs> See, I loved the booking of this because it really was time to put Slamovich on a bit of a pedestal mm. and to, to take out your, your largest women's competitor in the division. That's a big deal. And they made it a big deal because that was something unexpected, especially so quickly. And you know what did it? It was just a series of kicks and just got her with the the body kicks and then a scissor kick and then a kick to the head. And then she hit the snowplow and that was it. Even Decay was like, what the hell just happened? It was really smart booking, in my opinion, because they're taught they're trying to get you to understand that all eyes in the knockouts division should be on Masha Slamovich. Whoever walks out of Queen of the Mountain needs to fixate on Masha Slamovich and what she's doing. That's why I really uh-huh. liked where this match went and where they're trying to put Masha Slamovich. <laughs> like I said, I like um I understand it. Again, I wish they just had more time, but what you're saying makes a lot of good sense. It's like, if you're going to win that Queen of the Mountain, please know that this snowplow is coming up the mountain for you, Hulk Hogan. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, let's, uh, let's hop in a couple of Super Chats. Let's start with Jay Wick saying, got to get the Super Chats rolling so SRS is happy. Yes, thank you. The more the more Super Chats and Humper Chats y'all send, the more Sean says, oh, I really like this show because otherwise he buries me on every single show we've got. Loves Cresta. We'll put over Cresta for everything. Thinks just the best, most amazing. But meanwhile, I'll be like, no, Joel's a piece of shit. I don't, I don't like that Joel Pearl. He's my tag team partner. I can't. If he goes, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm easily replaceable. As as others have said, I'm on the Z team here at Fightful. <laughs> You'll always be my number one. I'll get. I'm gonna get a photo and put it up. You in the back. <laughs> You're right in the backdrop. The whole backdrop is just gonna be a photo of me. Just like that. 
Now, I don't know if you're a big uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, but we got a super chat from Sheldon Jackson, who asks, if you could have one Impact star to join Chaos, uh, LIJ, Suzuki Goon, the United Empire, who would you have join? I'm going to go with one of those factions. So one Impact star to join one of those factions. Who would you have out of all those people? So I'm familiar with only LIJ. Please don't beat me up. I'm soft. <laughs> All right. This is an Impact post show, not a New Japan post show. So you're not wrong. But from what I know of LIJ, I mean, you can't go wrong with someone like Josh Alexander. I will always put Josh Alexander in any group because Josh Alexander... He literally is the walking weapon, and I'm, I'm putting all my bets on there. And because I'm unfamiliar with them, I'm not going to say anything. Put my foot in my mouth. And Josh Alexander, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh Alexander and Suzuki Goon, have the shooter join the shooter group. I would put, and I'm going to get so much flack for this, but deal with it. I'm going to put Black Taurus in House of Torture. And there are people who are currently going to be screaming at their computers, but think about it. It's the perfect fit. <laughs> You're going to love it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put Black Taurus in with House of Torture. And by the oh, way, and then House the of Torture. The Kermit. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going <laughs> to run away. That's the T. Let's go backstage. Trey Miguel, we talked about getting that respect. And then Blake Christian is here. Speaking of New Japan star, also GCW star Blake Christian. He's confronted by Kenny King. Kenny King confronts Trey Miguel. And Christian challenges Kenny King to a match with the ultimate X spot on the line. What do you think? Kenny King going to go down to Blake Christian, or is this just an opportunity to get Kenny King a little bit more shine going into uh, Ultimate X at uh, Slammiversary? What do you think? On my notes, I wrote two things about Kenny King. Well, I wrote a few things. Kenny King, when he said, who are you? I was like, this guy is rude. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Number one. And number two, when he said, you got to play psychological warfare, I put this man as a meme lord. I think that it's going to be a competitive match. I kind of see Kenny going over. I can see shenanigans happening with Honor No More because they've been pretty mad all night and they're going to continue to be mad. So I could see that happening. But the fact that you tried to hit someone with the, you can't tell me what I'm going to do because I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. And they said, but I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. And you were like, dang, you're right. <laughs> it was the funniest segment. That's a backstage segment I could get behind. <laughs> Blake Christian in GCW, when he returned in, I think it was early 2021, he, since then, his he's only had two defeats on his card. Two people have defeated him. I know you don't know who they are, so I'm just going to tell you. Jonathan Gresham is one of okay. them. Okay, okay. Minoru Suzuki is the other one. So Blake Christian has basically run through GCW. So I'm trying to tell you, they're they're not going to talk about it on Impact, but I'm just going to tell everyone who's watching this show and thinking, oh, what's Blake Christian going to do? He's actually on quite the tear in certain promotions, and he's worth watching. He's an excellent performer. Go out of your way to check out at least his GCW work, because there's a lot there right now. The fact that you said Minoru Suzuki and Jonathan Gresham are the only two who's pinned him, to me, that's like, okay, I see you. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. Got to turn my page on my notes. I'm sorry. I apologize. My apologies. That's all right. We're going to move over to Rich Swan. We got a little bit, a little bit more backstage. Rich Swan, of course, a little thing. He still wants Matt Cardona. He challenges mm-hmm. Matt Raywald for dumping him the Gauntlet of the Gold, which they would talk about Gauntlet of the Gold a whole bunch tonight. And I uh-huh. like that they're using the Gauntlet for the Gold match as a way to set up some of these anniversary matches, some of the matches that happened tonight, they're at least trying to bring it back and make it, you know, useful beyond Eric Young winning Gauntlet for the gold. Ray Walt would accept, so they're going to have a match next week. That's Rich Swan. He wants Matt Cardona. That's a match I want to see for that Digital Media Championship. Do you want to see Rich Swan and Matt Cardona slug it out? Yes, but I want to throw a question back at you. Do you think that'll end up being a triple threat rat up? A triple threat match with um, Drama King Matt, Matt Cardona, and Rich Swan later on. Because I think that would be cute. Like in I a good s- way. <laughs> I could see them try it, but I could also see them have Ray Walt sing Cardona to the ring like Ray Walt used to do for Miro Rusev back in WWE. Because okay. sometimes Cardona likes to play that silly 
this is what I did in WWE thing. Uh-huh. So I could see them try to do that. Um, but I don't know how much Matt Raywalt's going to be involved with Matt Cardona beyond what happened for Gauntlet for the Gold and then the match that he accepted uh, for next week. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I still want to see Matt Cardona, but I, I am a fan of Rich Swan. I do enjoy his work. I do enjoy Rich Swan a little bit more in multi-man matches because I just think he operates on a different level when it's him versus them versus them versus them. I do enjoy it. So I'm always trying to put him in a multi-man match, but I can see what you mean about um. I never know how to say this man's last name. And I Ron Hall? Ray Walt. Ray Walt. Girl. Just think of like, <laughs> just think of Ray. And Walt? Walt. Yeah, so Ray Walt. Joel out here teaching the children education, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Just think of of Ray Mysterio and Walter White. It's Ray Walt. Ray Walt. I'll never forget that. (laughs) There you go. Easy as that. It's not the perfect pronunciation, but it's Mm -hmm. at least the closest that most can get to that name. Chelsea Green, speaking of Matt Cardona, Mm -hmm. she's in action. She takes on Jordan Grace in a match that I did not expect to be A, as good as it was, and B, as long as it was, Mm -hmm. and C, as competitive as it was. And I love the fact that it opens up with Tom Hannafin saying, Chelsea Green is here, but Matt Cardona isn't because he's still on their honeymoon. (laughs) And then proceeds (laughs) to say, Chelsea can show up to work. (laughs) Why can't you? (laughs) I love that. That's such a stupid reason not to be at work when your partner is there so uh there you go uh cardona's not there chelsea green is there jordan grace is there talk to me about this match because like i said hard hitting very fun match i i thought that like i said before i thought that the way that the havoc masha slamovich match went this match was gonna go chelsea green busting out of that first muscle buster i literally was in my chair like (laughs) There's no way. And then when um, when Jordan Grace hit it with the second muscle buster and then did the flex at the end, I was like, I, I would never want to wrestle this woman. <laughs> she is pure power. And Chelsea Green, I have a whole new respect for because that match, like you said, super competitive. Chelsea Green was no slouch. Every time taking advantage of Jordan, if she was powering too hard, slamming her into stuff, the best. Honestly, I would like to see them go a little longer now. Now it's like, Okay, what happens if you guys get in a cage match? Because I know y'all do that at impact. <laughs> so I was, I mean, listen, I know that Chelsea Green can work. I know that Chelsea Green can wrestle. Mm-hmm. I think she's very underestimated. People are saying in the chat, yeah, folks I mean, underestimate Chelsea Green all the time. And it's true because people are so used to just seeing her as like this beautiful woman who just talks her shit and that's it. When in reality, she knows how to wrestle. She knows how to do her thing. So for her to come out here, have a match with Jordan Grace, who is a great wrestler herself, who is a powerful woman. I mean, listen, one of my favorite opening segments of this match, Grace, Jordan Grace hits a side slam on Chelsea Green, but she doesn't like go down with Chelsea Green. She just drops her. Doesn't go down, doesn't do the side slam, doesn't drop down, just drops her on her back. And I love that. Little shit like that makes me laugh every single time. Um, and then, of course, Green is like trying to duck a lot of Jordan Grace's power moves, trying to get her with kicks and slaps and everything. It's a good speed game. Like Chelsea's the fast one and yeah. Jordan Grace is the powerful one. So there's a good matchup and good chemistry there. Really enjoyed it. It comes like one of those things, like a, I don't want to say David and Goliath, because that's not by any means of what this was. But the fact that you're like, I can dodge and hit her here and use her power against her is really smart. And she's thinking, I mean, yeah, it's classic and or whatever it is, but Chelsea Green really put her through the ringer. And there were moments where I was like, is Chelsea Green about to pin Jordan Grace? What is happening here? <laughs> it was really good. Like, like, I cannot stress enough. I have a whole new healthy respect for Chelsea Green. A whole new healthy respect. Chelsea Green hits this, like, alley-oop reverse flatliner type of thing and gets that 2.9. That's what you're talking about. And that was absolutely crazy. I loved it. Yes. And then if- Yeah, like you talked about the muscle buster from Jordan Grace. She did a spinning rack bomb. There was some really awesome back and forth between these two. And then eventually Jordan Grace gets that Grace driver, pins Chelsea Green in a match that really, I think, gave more credence to Chelsea Green being a good wrestler in impact. If not for professional wrestling, the whole thing about it is make someone else look good. And they both made each other look good. But I agree with you. Chelsea Green ended up coming out, even though she lost, she came out on top, in my opinion, and I think that's yours as well. Yeah, come out on top with us, by the way. Leave us a thumbs up 
on this video here on youtube.com slash Fightful, the post-impact wrestling show. Donate your super chats, get them in, come and join us in the chat. We appreciate y'all. Let's talk about Honor No More and Scott Demore. We made reference to the Good Brothers and the Briscoes while Honor No More are saying this is an unsafe work environment. Scott Demore, Maria isn't there because Mike Bennett speared his own wife last week. That's why she wasn't there. Uh, but thankfully, thankfully, they're not doing OGK versus Good Brothers at Slammiversary because Scott Demore, who, by the way, <laughs> I love I love that Scott Demore is trying to sell OGK versus Good Brothers as like this amazing match that everyone wants to see happen. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 please, no, please don't. Don't do this. Instead, they're going to do Good Brothers and the Briscoes at Slammiversary. What are your thoughts? Are we good? Is it a good match? This is the one you want to see. This is the this is the star quality tag team title match you want for Slammiversary. Yes. And I just think it's funny that Honor No More is yelling at Scott Demore that this whole place is an OSHA violation. And I was thinking to myself, like you said, didn't you push your, you know what? Okay. And like, you're right. I don't want to, not to say I don't want to see them wrestle, but I don't want to see that rematch. You know, I want to see the Good Brothers versus the Briscoes, even if it eventually does lead up again to a violent by design, which I mean, you've had your rematch, you lost, you know, but I don't think that's done and I don't and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it cuz we'll talk about it later but Cody Deaner in that main event was being the man. The We're going to talk about that. Yes. yes. <laughs> we are going to get there cuz I agree with you. And uh there uh, I I was having talks about Cody Deaner in another conversation I had earlier today that yes, absolutely made me realize that is it. Um he 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 did a great job tonight. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we're in the backstage still. Deanna Perrazzo has a little one-on-one, -on -one and she's saying everyone's, you know, after Deanna Perrazzo, including Mia Yim, Tasha Steeles comes out and says she's the history maker, not Deanna Perrazzo. She beat five other women to win Ultimate X. That's facts. She won the knockouts title. That's fact. She is on top of the world right now. Well, she could be, but she's got to defend that title in the Queen of the Mountain match. And instead, Tasha Steeles invites Deanna Perrazzo to sit ringside next week to watch Mia Yim versus Savannah Evans. I'm looking forward to that match. That is a hard-hitting affair for Savannah Evans and Mia Yim. What do you think? I like it, but I can't imagine Mia Yim right now on Twitch laughing while these like, you guys have to jump me next week, you peasants. <laughs> I think that is so funny that Tasha Steele says, like, listen, I don't really care for you, but Mia Yim is a problem. <laughs> An enemy <laughs> of my enemy is my friend. So, you know, just have a little seat. Have a little seat. I'm curious to see if someone is A, going to run down to help Yim, or B, Yim is just going to beat up all three of these women, or not so much beat up, but like menace them, and they're going to be like, oh, what are we going to do about that? And then eventually they're going to have to jump her. Maybe a triple threat, multi-women matches. Again, I'm a show for it. I'm, I won't be apologetic about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, really interested to see how that plays out. But like you said, it's going to be a hard-hitting match, and I can't wait to see big, meaty women from me. You got to you gotta assume every woman in Queen of the Mountain is going to get involved in this match after the fact. You uh -huh. got to. Maybe they, maybe they won't. Maybe it'll just be a win for, for one of the two women and that'll be that. Or maybe Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles and Deanna Prazo get involved. Who knows? Who knows what they do? But it's going to be a good, good time. Uh, Scott, Scott in the chat saying, Joel, you must have seen that wrong. Mike clearly said that the Good Brothers beat up Maria Kanellis. Well, that's true. They did say that. Chris Saban, Frankie Kazarian, the match of the future, the future today, this match ruled in yes. so many ways. And when the finish happened, I was so frustrated. And then I very quickly remembered, oh, damn it. I was supposed to feel that way. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. The match had really zero implications other than this is a 20-year anniversary match in Impact. But with both men going after each other, reminding you that they're still top of their game and let's just get right to it. Honor no more ruin it. So let's <laughs> just, just get right there. They come out and they beat down both men, right? And right, you know, 15 minutes in the match. And, but it makes sense in the grand scheme. I wanted yeah. to see a winner, but they took that away from us. And I wanted to see who was the better man between Frankie Kazarian and Chris Saban. I want to see Frankie Kazarian coming in from AEW into the house of Chris Saban right now. I know Kaz was a big fixture of, of TNA wrestling back in the early 2000s, but now Frankie is the outsider and he came in and gave Chris Saban a lot to work with. And the two men still have a lot of chemistry. So tell me, 
What did you think of the match? How did you feel? And do you want to spotlight anything in particular from this whole ordeal? So that match, I'm not the type of person to tell anyone to go out of your way to watch a wrestling match. But if you watch this match tonight, I know I am going to go back and see their original match. Because this match was excellent wrestling. Excellent wrestling. I knew from the moment Honor No More was like, if no one can have fun, if we can't have fun, nobody having fun. I was, if anything, I was surprised that they interfered in this match and not the main event. But it makes sense. If I'm going to scream and act like little babies, I'm until I get what I, very Batista, give me what I want. And until I get what I want, I'm going to be a big old baby. But the match itself, I I did not know how it was going to go. I was like, oh my God, is Saban going to win? Is Kazarian going to win? It was really, really, really good. So absolutely watch this match. Watch the first match and then watch this match again so you can pick up everything. Like, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it was a good match. I understand the ending. Did I like it? But like you said, once it happened, I was like, oh, but I get it. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Something in wrestling that I normally don't love are back and forth side headlocks and mm-hmm. just like as cool downs. But it didn't suck here because yeah. it actually cooled down these little moments, like Frankie was trying to calm Chris Saban down, trying to stop him from taking on too much in the first minutes of the match. Also, I do want to shout out, this is a little thing in wrestling that I love. When an opponent takes a little jump before hitting, before they get hit with a cross body from the top rope, mm-hmm. I love that. It adds to the impact. So Kazarian is about to take this top rope cross body from Chris Saban. And mm-hmm. as Saban comes off the top row, Kaz kind of like jumps to catch him so that he can land and it adds to the impact. And I love it when wrestlers do that because it just gives you that little extra oomph, that a little extra noise that comes from the ring when you do that. And the two guys, again, technical wrestlers back and forth. Kaz gives a lot to Saban. We talked about it in his house mm-hmm. and uh, there wasn't really much else because Honor No More came in. They ruined it, got a lot of heat on it. And that was the match. Go ahead and watch it though, because th- for those 15 minutes, it was a great exhibition. Agreed. Good Agreed. Stuff. And I think that Honor No More did what they were trying to achieve, which is literally be honorable no more. They proved their point tonight. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go backstage. We're back to Honor No More because, of course, those jerks have to come back from what they did. And they're just talking about it's 20 years. What has Impact done in 20 years? 20 years of disrespect, 20 years of lies, of honor and the dishonor. Sorry, the lies, lies and dishonor shown to Honor No More. And by the way, I like that Eddie Edwards is the one saying that the dishonor was shown because Eddie Edwards is the one who was the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling for so long. It's good stuff. I really enjoy that. Uh, they're, they're just piling it on. And then Heath and Rhino come in. They call Honor No More stupid, as you do, and then say that they got fired from their last jobs. And that's what the problem is. Uh-huh. Uh, but then they bring in. They, they basically talk up Impact. They say, you know, they, they gave them all an opportunity that Rhino was like, in 2005, Impact were the only ones willing to give me a shot. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Heath and Rhino, I assume, are going to challenge Honor No More. They, they got to do something because security broke them up before we can get any sort of uh, finish to that to that little backstage segment. What do you think of that? I think that anytime that Heath and, and um, Rhino are highlighted, fantastic. 10 out of 10. I, I just worry sometimes with, like, throughout the night with Honor No More. I understand you guys are beefy, but don't, like, when I say beefy, I mean, like, you guys are mad at everyone, but don't suck in everybody, you know? I don't want it to be a thing where I'm sucking in this person, I'm sucking in that person, I'm sucking in that person, and it can come a little jumbled. I, w- I like all of them individually as wrestlers. I'm interested to see how this story is going to go. Like you said, they did talk of Impact Wrestling, which I really liked. They were like, listen, we all messed up, but we're all here because of Impact, so don't do that. I just wonder how that's going to work with the numbers game. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how it goes, but I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. bring it up in the chat from Scott talking about, uh, unless Kazarian was staying for one more match, I don't understand the beatdown on him. I kind of do because one thing that Honor No More said was like, this was a match from 20 years ago of Impact and nobody cares about 20 years of Impact's anniversary. Kazarian was just uh, collateral damage. That's all mm-hmm. he was here. It wasn't about who was going to win this match so much for Honor No More, at least, as much as it was, we're going to take away something that makes you feel nostalgic for 20 years of Impact Wrestling. That's how it felt to me. Don't know if you have anything to add to that. Uh, I don't, because like I said, I I mean, like, 
maybe Kaz will come back because I feel like Kazarian is one of those people who are like, I love Impact Wrestling. So if yeah. I can, if my schedule allows it, I'll be here. It could do something later on down the line. But you said what anything I was going to say too. He might just be a casualty of war here. If they do, he'll definitely do it. But if it's to further a storyline because it's Impact and he loves the place, he'll definitely do it too. So Exactly. Shira and Raj Singh team up to take on W. Morrissey and Bupinder Gujar. I'm ready for this match. To I'm ready for, for this for this storyline between Shira and Raj and Bupinder Gujar to be done. Seems like we're getting there. It seems like we're uh-huh. at the end of it. And I like that they jumped in Morrissey just for that last minute, uh, just to, to kind of give a little bit of shine to, to Gujar and to also kind of highlight the story and the end of it. Uh, a good match. Nothing totally jumping off the page. Um, but again, commentary calling back to how each man somehow factored into the elimination of each other in Gala for the Gold. Uh-huh. Very straightforward, very simple. Good match. Don't know if you have anything to add. It was just, yeah, solid stuff. I think I said this last week and I'll say it again. You cannot force someone to join your group. Uh, well, I take that. I immediately take that back because Cody Dieter said, I am not joining Violet by Design. He is now brainwashed. <laughs> so most of the time you can't force someone to join your group. And it's like, you, you literally can't force this guy. And now you got beat up by someone who's seven feet tall. Hopefully this is the end. I would like to see them do other things. But also I do like the chemistry in the ring. Like you said, the hot tag to Morrissey. And then at the end, he was like, you don't want, you want him? You want him? Which I thought was a really nice touch. And I think commentary put that over as well, that Morrissey knows what it's like to work in a tag team, to work with someone. You know what I mean? That's what I, I, I liked. I liked it. But I hope there, it's over <laughs> Impact seems to really want to push uh, Gujar, which is mm, good. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got a great look. He speaks very well. He is, he's the right person in that company. It just, it it works for me. And teaming in with Morrissey made perfect sense just because W Morrissey is so over with the crowd. He's Mm -hmm. just someone like you said, when he did that hot tag, he said, you want this guy, you want this guy Mm -hmm. and tagged him in. And again, that was to finish off their storyline because Gujar gets the pin on Raj Singh with that gargoyle spear. Very straightforward, very good match. Just simple. Now it's time to give Bupinda Gujar something else to work with. Agreed. There we go. Uh, what do we got? Here we go. Uh, from Jesus Garcia, we have. I'm watching behind, so I'm not sure if you've mentioned it, but watch the Laredo Kid versus Black Taurus match back on BTI. It's up on their YouTube channel. I agree. I'm laughing to myself right now because before we went on the air, I asked Cresta, "Hey, have you watched BTI yet?" And she said, "No, I'm going to watch it later. It's okay. That's what we do sometimes." But Black Taurus versus oh. Laredo Kid <laughs> is a really fun match. It is lucha nonsense uh-huh. everywhere, and I mean that in the best way. Go out of your way. I'm not going to spoil who wins it, but it's on the Impact channel, so you can go ahead and find that. It's on BTI. Very good match. So I, I knew someone was going to ask it, so I'm glad that we got ahead of it tonight. <laughs> Besides, you love Laredo Kid, don't you? I'm sorry, what was that? You love Laredo Kid. I do. I um I posted a video about him on my TikTok because when I first saw him was um that why well, well, wasn't the first time I saw him. That was the first time I saw him live and not watching it on YouTube, I should say, um, was his match with Speedball Bailey. His jacket, immaculate. Sometimes I look at Rustin for the wrong things, and maybe in that moment it was. But his jacket and his mask, and then what he does in that ring off the top rope, I don't want to <laughs> wrestle that man either. <laughs> and it's not like he's just top, top rope guy. He also has power in the ring. I don't want to wrestle that guy. No. It's true. <laughs> uh, by the way, with Mahabali Shira, people are kind of talking about him in the chat. Um, so news broke this week through FIFA select subscribe FIFOSelect.com. It's the easiest five bucks with all the news and content that you'll ever need. Anyway, on FIFOSelect.com, we talked about how Ohio Valley wrestling OVW is working on an extra little content piece that they're getting through potentially Netflix. Nice. And one of the people involved with that happens to be Shira. Cause guess what? Shira has a huge following in an Indian market. And there's an opportunity there because Shira is a really good looking dude. He's he's definitely in the right place at the right time. So there's just a little connection there for your FIFA Select subscription where there's tons of tons of content. We'll talk about that a little bit later. First, we're going to talk about Moose Cresta next week. They're going to do it. It's going to be PCO and Morrissey, which is a tag team that I didn't even think I needed, but I do. <laughs> They're going to go crazy on Moose and Steve Macklin. And the question for Moose and Steve Macklin is, can they coexist? Do you think the Macklin and Moose will coexist? 
Is it can they coexist or can Moose coexist with Sammy Callahan? <laughs> Sammy Callahan everywhere. Like, I am familiar with Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan is Samoa Joe levels of I'm in your brain. Hello, Wendy, like in your brain. And when he fixates on you, yikes, you're dealing with him for months. He won't go away. So I think Macklin could coexist with Moose because Macklin's like, I want to win. I, I don't care who I'm standing next to. I'm here for a reason. But even if Sammy Callahan's music hits for one moment, Moose is going to freak out and Mac is going to be like, <laughs> I am in fact geeking out over Percy and Morrissey because I feel like the, the the combined total age from those two is like seventy eight. Uh, no, it's not. It's actually higher than that because it's, it's closer to eighty something. Anyway, <laughs> so Moose, Moose is calling Sammy Callahan a fraud, saying that he's scared of Moose, and then like you said, Macklin interrupts that he'd rather work alone but that Moose needs to get Sammy out of his head. And then the life flickers and Moose is jumpy. I love that Macklin is just doing nothing. And Macklin like, had this face the whole time like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, get Sammy out of your damn head. That's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be a fun little tag match. And I'm sure the lights will flicker and they'll do yeah. something with uh, with Sammy Callahan. But until then, PCO Morrissey, Moose and Macklin, that'll be a good tag match. We're heading down the home stretch, folks. We're we're it, it's such a, a straightforward night of action yeah. here with post impact. Uh, you can donate your super chats down below in the chat here at youtube.com slash fightful, or you can send your humper chats at humperchats.com. Get your question statement read on the air. Support us here at Fightful. You can also subscribe. I mentioned Fightful Select. We can get all your content if you want. I don't know. Maybe you want to hear uh, Alex Pulowski every single week going off on what's going on on Raw and SmackDown and giving you them, them sour graphs. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want uh, all the answers to your questions in life and in wrestling. So you got to check out SRS's weekly Q&A. Or maybe you just want to, you know, shoot the shit with Jimmy and Sean on the list goes on on Wednesday afternoons. Or, you know, maybe you want retro reviews. We drop those interviews before they drop on the main channel there's so much stuff exclusives scoops everything you want cresta knows she gets all the news she's a part of it go to fightfulselect.com all the five bucks or more <laughs> whatever you want to give it starts at five and moves up from there there's a five thousand dollar tier did you know that you know what it, there's a saying that says it ain't tricking if you got it so <laughs> hey, there you go there you go subscribe to fightfulselect.com all the news that's fit to mock vbd Taking on Josh Alexander and the Briscoes. This is the main event tonight. This match was just a solid ass six man tag. And I know you want to talk about Cody Diener. I know you want to give him his flowers. And I know you want to talk about how great former Fightful Mag writer and front page guy Cody Diener is. Talk to me about this match. Talk to me about Diener. Professor love for him. I am a Cody Diener stan. My name is Cresta Star. Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> I've been following him since him and his brother. All they want to do is get drunk, drink beers, and wrestle. Um, seeing how he changed his character from a comedy character to someone like, I don't want to do that, to this serious guy. And then tonight in the ring with the Briscoes, who really tried to wring this man out like a wet cloth. He was going blow for blow with, with Mark Briscoe. Yes, it was Mark Briscoe. Bro for blow with that man and not even like, oh, I'm on the floor. Back to back. Cody Diener, 10 out of 10. If there was the most reformed, the most changed wrestler I could vote for, I would give you an award. I don't know what award it would be, but I would give you one. I loved it. I thought the match was excellent. The Briscoes did amazing. Josh Alexander, no slouch in his own right. The whole match, I loved it. I, I would I would encourage everyone to watch this match. and. Early in the night after um, Honor No More was like, oh, no one's having fun. I thought, oh, they're going to run in and destroy this match too. So I was ready to be disappointed. I was. However, <laughs> Impact, Impact worked me because I was like, wow, they said no one's having fun. Y'all really going to do it twice. I guess, okay, I understand. And then when it was a clean finish, I was like, holy crap, wait a minute. <laughs> I got work. <laughs> you you talked about cousin Cody Diener and cousin Jake when they were the hillbillies drinking and having fun on the farm. You know what? 
Could you imagine if Cody Deaner went back to that gimmick and teamed up with the Briscoes? Can you could you imagine Cody Briscoe, the long lost brother? After him being with Violent by Design, giving him that edge? Absolutely. Absolutely. And to me, that would be like a Wheeler Yuta situation. They would absolutely mold that man and take him further than he already is. Because I, I think Cody Dean is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I would yeah. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> the fact that you just talked about Wheeler Yuta potentially, like the Wheeler Yuta story, I love the idea of Cody approaching the Briscoes and be like, "I want to party with you guys. I want to drink with you guys. I want to. I want to work on the farm with you guys." And the Briscoes being like, "No, you have to earn it." That makes me so crazy. <laughs> of him training on a farm or something really silly at first and then it get really dangerous really quickly <laughs> uh, in the match i love josh alexander hitting a crossbody of the back of joe doring to the outside it's very neat very good stuff mm-hmm. and then later on in the match joe doring wipes out just clobbers josh alexander with a crossbody of his own and i just little shit like that just makes me laugh uh eric young and Josh Alexander. So they do touch in this match. They do. Uh They have some one-on-one time. Uh, Not a lot of it. It was enough to give you a good teaser leading into their Slammiversary match. And I like that the whole idea here was that Josh Alexander would go after Eric Young every single time. And Eric Young would never really be on the offensive unless he was getting help from Violent by Design. That was a really good uh, piece of the puzzle for this match, in my opinion. Do you think that that was more to the idea of Eric and like, yeah, get mad, feed into that. Cause when I get you at Sam anniversary, I'm exploit all your weaknesses. Or is it Eric Young saying like, wow, he's a little bit more stronger than I thought. And I can't show any weakness. I think it's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think there's a certain part of Eric Young that's trying to not be too cocky Mm -hmm. because he knows what his experience is in impact wrestling, but he also knows how, um, how good and how well seasoned Josh Alexander is as champion. Cause he came back and he really took it to the, to, to impact as a whole. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot there. I would love to see uh, them kind of have more of a face to face and see what they do. I think uh, if, if they do a contract signing or some sort of face to face, there's an opportunity there to kind of explain how Eric Young is feeling going into yeah. the match. That's not just some backstage, you know, random promo. I That's did okay. like um, Josh Alexander, though. Like you said, always on the offensive, especially when he had the chance to get Eric Young. I find that maybe other promotions have a tendency of, oh, protect the champion, protect this main event. You don't want them. What if someone pins each other? Like, we all know that's not going to happen. But to see them mix it up and not like, oh, I'm running away, mix up. It's like really trying to hurt each other. Not to say African but like it's it was really nice. It was refreshing. It was really refreshing to see that I'm not afraid to go. I don't care if the match is next week, two weeks. I'm fighting you now. You're going to get it. <laughs> now, I want to I know what's next for Joe Doring. Because I know Joe Doring is really having an excellent time in VBD. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But we can't keep allowing Joe Doring to just be the heater. Just being that guy. What can we do with Joe Doring? That's not necessarily shooting him to the top of the of the, the world championship, but like what, what's a meaningful thing for Joe Doring to do this big, big strapping dude. What would we do with him? I mean, you, if you want to turn, you could turn him on VBD, this big, strong dude, you can call somebody or something because you're frustrated. You haven't won the title in a while. You want to do so you could be the catalyst because VBD right now with Eric Young at the, at the helm, it's a very tight knit ruled by violence crew, period. If you wanted to do I'm like, I'm sick of this. Remember how we used to be? Ah, uh, ah, uh, Cody Dean is too far into it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not getting beat up again. Screw that. Um, you could do it that way. Or he could just be like, I don't want to bite off of honor no more. But it's the same thing. If they if they could do it and not everyone else don't get what they want, oh, we're doing it the same way. And we got a big guy kind of like how Madman Fulton was with. um With Ace. With Ace yeah. Austin. Yeah, And he's like, I'm going to do what I want because if they're going to act like big babies, now I'm going to be a big baby and we're all violent. And what are you going to do with this big guy? What are you going to do with this big guy? I can see them trying to stranglehold impact. Poor Scott DeMoy, it's like shaking him down. Like, I want my title shot again. And it doesn't matter until I win. 
I could see it going either way. It'd be interesting to see what they would do with him if they broke up VBD, because I could see it more happening be where they'd strong arm people. What about you? What do you think happens for um, Joe Doring after this? So I see a lot of people in the chat. They're talking about Joe Doring has yet to be pinned. The idea of Doring versus Moose, Doring versus PCO. So the idea of Doring not having been pinned. I don't like the idea of Josh Alexander dropping the title this quickly, let alone mm. this quickly to Eric Young. But let's say that Eric Young won the Impact World Championship. I would want Joe Doring to be the guy that Eric Young puts in front of him at every turn. And they have to take on the, the, the person who is undeniable has to be the one that pins Joe Doring for the first time to get to big boss Eric Young. That's I what I that. would do. But the problem is your champion right now is Josh Alexander, who just had the title taken away from him by Moose. And then they did a whole long storyline just to get to what happened at Rebellion, where he won the title back in that big emotional moment. You can't just do that again. It, it wouldn't make sense to take the title off Josh Alexander right away just to, to try and set this thing up with, with Joe Doring. So I don't know who it is or I don't know how they do it, but there has to be something in there where somebody has to get a big rub beating Joe Doring. And I don't know who that is yet. I see some people talking about uh, uh, W. Morrissey. That could work. It could, but I don't know yeah. what Morrissey's situation is with impact. Nobody seems yeah. to know if he's sticking around or not. It's got to be a guy. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I'm just saying there's got to be a guy. Someone's got to be the person to do it. And didn't Eric Young have the title before Josh, before Josh Alexander? Didn't Josh Alexander, wasn't he the one who took it off of him and then Moose cashed um, the X Division thing on him that same night? No, Christian Cage had it. Cage oh, yeah. beat Kenny Omega on that Rampage episode. Mm -hmm. And Kenny had been, handle, had been holding the title for months earlier uh, mm -hmm. when he beat, I, ooh, did he beat Moose? trying to remember what it was but either way i can't go the backwards lineage i can go the forward lineage but either <laughs> I way got you. yeah but but it was yeah kenny christian cage and then christian dropped the title to josh alexander and then mm. moose did the call your shot that night and then mm. moose up until josh alexander beat him recently for the for the title okay i could also even see in i mean i don't know how that'll work but i could see some say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Someone like Sammy Callahan joining Violent by Design for the, the crits and giggles. I could absolutely see in that happening. And that could also be the, the link. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What were you saying? No, no, no. I was, uh, sorry, Chad was all piling on. Rich Swan was the one who beat, or Kenny beat. Rich Swan was the one that had the title when okay. Kenny won the title. Because they did the unification thing, the title for title at Rebellion the year before. My okay. bad. Sorry to cut you off. No, you good. Please. <laughs> don't, don't beat up Joe. We were all trying here. The brain is old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't, I, just didn't, I didn't want to take away from your point because you were making a very good point. Um, now, let's see if I can remember. Speaking of old brains. Um, oh, Sammy Callahan. I could see Sammy Callahan joining Violent by Design and also being the reason why Violent by Design breaks up. Because Sammy Callahan, the wrestler, his ethos is like, okay, I'll do this, but I'm crazy. <laughs> that's a 
interesting and weird call and i'd like to see it because they did do sammy callahan and eddie edwards they were tag partners for a short amount of time in impact so maybe sammy joins infiltrates kicks out eddie edwards i mean i don't want to restart the eddie edwards sammy callahan feud no no i mean eddie edwards this was years ago Oh, uh, talking about violent by design. Oh, sorry. I was talking. No, I, I was looking at Honor No More. Someone was talking no, no, about Honor No, no. no More. <laughs> Sammy, I can see Sammy Callahan joining um, um Violent by Design. Yes. yes. And then like that, let Eric Young talk to you like that. It could never be me. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good idea. Okay, yes, that I like. I'm gonna stop reading chat. Chat, you, you go. Away. <laughs> but yes, no, I like that. Have Sammy join Violent by Design. Have him and Eric Young have a, a whole back and forth. That's the good stuff. I would do mm-hmm. that for sure. Uh, meanwhile, in the match, we talked about Doreen clobbering Josh Alexander with that outside crossbody. Meanwhile, Diener hits Mark Briscoe with Eric Young's hockey mask. Eric Young hits Mark Briscoe with the pile driver, gets the victory. Eric Young gets the pin. That's the champion who was pinned tonight, by the way, was the tag champion by the number one contender for the Impact World Champion. That's why I, that's why I didn't mind it, because it made sense. Again, the six-man was two champions or two sets of champions versus violent by design so it works because at least it's the guy who's holding a tag title being pinned by the number one contender for a singles title so it doesn't really hurt anybody as much um and also it was a a distraction finish so it it works here uh and that's that's the end of impact for this week they're just kind of all getting on the way to slammiversary what do you what what are we feeling at the end of this show did it do it for you we expecting more what did you think like I said, my only complaint was that I just wish that one match had more time. But overall, this was a very solid. This, I'm not saying it's go home vibes, but it's very much like go home is around the corner. And it's yeah. really good. And it puts a lot of things like this could go this way. This could go that way. And I really appreciate what Impact Wrestling did tonight. It was really, really good. I had saw in the chat, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I had saw in the chat that someone had said, when the lights flickered, instead of Moose switching, it should have been Johnny Swinger and Ziggy. Thank you. <laughs> Conspicuous by their absence to Johnny Swinger, the swing man, Ziggy Dice. On the little... <laughs> Just how, yeah, on the cart. I'm going to make it to the point I love it. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do that. That is the, that is, Swingman is going to win. Swingman is going to be the one to pin Joe Doring. That's what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh like that, but that would be funny. I would, I, yeah, I, you take my money. <laughs> Wrestling Twitter would. <sighs> if you thought Moose pinning Josh Alexander to win the, the title way back when if you thought that would explode the internet no 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 this is the one i would do you have joe doring get pinned by the swingman that's the one that's the that's the moment that you need professional wrestling yay <laughs> we've gone off the rails and it's the end of the show <laughs> that's funny anniversary is three weeks away get excited folks there's so much going on this week and weekend on youtube.com slash Fightful, on, on the Fightful website itself, go to Fightful.com, get all your news every single day. They're dropping stuff all the time, all the news, all the scoops, all the everything. Uh, again, the AW Double or Nothing post show with Sean Ross Sapp and Julie Cutler. That's going to be after Double or Nothing goes off the air. The, uh, the post show media scrum will also be on youtube.com slash Fightful. On Saturday, you've got Grapsity with the guys and a special guest interview. Check that out. And then tomorrow night, Friday night, you got the Impact, sorry, not Impact, that's now, the AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown post shows. That's going to be Friday nights. And then interviews all the time being dropped and go to Fightful Select. Get your scoops. Crest star. Where can the people find you on the internet? My lovely ladies and gentlemen and thems and days, you can find me on TikTok at Cresta the Star. You can find me at um, Twitter. I had, a, I had an old person moment, a senior moment, at also Cresta the Star on Instagram and anywhere else, Cresta Star, and that's C-R-E-S-T-A-R-R, like a pirate. Er. Where can they find you, Joel? Where can they consume the Joel content? I am all over Fightful, overbooked.com. Go ahead, check it out there. Over here, youtube.com slash Fightful every week for the post-impact show like you're watching now. And I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, 
Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you in. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.